Welcome and thank you for downloading the Trinity Now podcast, recorded live from Trinity Church of Weston Chapel. For more information about Trinity Church, please visit us online at trinitychurchnow.com. Now, let's join Pastor Dave. Let me... uh... Let me get something straightened out here before we go a, a whole lot farther. Hey, Steve, I changed scripture, so don't bother. It's, you don't have it, so um, it's not going up on the screen. Um, please turn in your Bibles to 2 Timothy chapter 4, and I'm starting in verse 1. So you never know when I'm going to do something like this, so you really got to bring your Bible. Or your phone, whatever it is, wherever your app is at, whatever you got. 2 Timothy chapter 4, starting in verse 1. I charge you there, therefore, before God... And the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his his kingdom. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But according to their own desires, because they have itching ears... They will, heap upon, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you, be watchful in all things, endure all afflictions, do the work of, the, of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. And would you bow your heads with me, please? Our Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for being our God, for loving us, for allowing this this opportunity for us to come together, to, to praise your holy name, to open your word together, and to know that the God who created the heavens and the earth is here with us, and his spirit is here. Father, to open our hearts and open our minds and lead us in a direction that only you could lead. Father, we give you the praise and glory in all things. And we pray this in Jesus' most precious name. Amen. You may be seated. Um, I want to leave those Bibles open. Um, hmm. You know, last week, and I, I, I kind of start out with this. This happens to me occasionally when, um, when I, I put out a plan and I think I'm, I know which direction I'm going in and... and um, it just doesn't work out that way. And uh, golly, they were so good to, to load all the scripture into the, into the uh, computer, and it just, nah. But you know, last week, um, when I was speaking, I, we, we were looking at the signs that, um, that Jesus said were necessary to show us that the tribulation period was at hand. There's signs out there, and, and we've gone through this, guys, for, you know, for eight, nine weeks, talking about signs, talking about the things that, that are to come. Um, you know, it's, it's no different. You know, we're on a destination here. 
And, and that de- destination that, that God has laid out before us, he puts out the signs there and he tells you. And he's telling us about the things that are coming. You know, and, and last week we spoke of the wars and the rumors of wars and famines and pestilence and earthquakes. And, but, but the one thing I, I want you to remember what Jesus said. After he told you about, about the wars and the rumors of wars and, and pestilence, earthquakes, and all of that, he said, do not be troubled. Come on. Don't be troubled. For these things must come to pass. They have to. They have to come to pass. Well, you see, what Jesus was referring to is what is to come in this tribulation period that, that, we, keep, that we keep referring to. But, but the wars, or the causes of wars, the causes of famines, the causes, causes of the pestilence and earthquakes, they just don't start. We don't just open up, like I said last week, we just don't open up the newspaper and have it sitting there saying, the tribulation period has started doesn't happen that way. It, it is something that in, in this case is going to be something that, is, that will gradually build to that point. And, and actually, to tell you the truth, it could be something that happens um, quickly. It could be a sharp increase. It could be that gradual increase in activities leading to the time of trials. Leading to those times. That, that will judge the world. The time of trials that will judge the world. The world. You see, and the thing is, guys, ladies and gentlemen, of the jury, however we say it, it's my responsibility to point out to you the things that are aligning with Scripture. It's to show you the things that, that are happening in the world around us. And what does it say in Scripture about that? And, and I need to be able to bring that to you. And I'll tell you what, it's not always such a pleasant task. But it's needed. It's something that, that needs to be done. And the thing is, is that what do you do with that? You know, what you do with the information that you get when I present it to you, is totally up to you. It's, it's your responsibility. I'm taking the information that I have and I'm dropping it right in your lap. And, and you, need, you need to heed the warnings. And, and you can hopefully do, do something to prepare yourself spiritually for the times that we live in. Or you can ignore it. You can just ignore it. And you can turn off your television set. Or you can go and you can hide your, hide your head in the sand and not, not think about it. And you can just go on in life and, and, and just, I'm not worrying about that type of thing. But you see, the signs are there. And, and people are telling you about it. As I was going through this, something, something came back to me. And I, and I know that, that there's some of you here, here, some of you who are here that won't relate to this because you're younger than I am. 
But if you're not younger than me, or if you're my age or older, do you remember the Cuban Missile Crisis? Do you remember that, when that happened? Um, 62, October, October of 62, the Cuban Missile Crisis. I'll tell you what, um, if you remember right, um, we were at odds with the Soviet Union. And they pulled into, into Cuba. They wanted to set up their missile bases there. And we looked at, at the possibility of nuclear war. We were told about it. And we prepared for it. And, and as I kind of think back to that, to that time, um, you, know, if, if you, you know, today, not that long ago, I, I was uh, uh, watching... Um, there we are. How about that? Technology. <laughs> um, if, if you remember, back, back in that time, I saw something the other day. Survivalists in our society today. You can go and buy this, this uh, uh, unit and you can take it and you can bury it in the ground. And when everything, when, when the bottom drops out of everything, you can climb down into your little unit there, and you and your family will, will live there um, for whatever extended period of time. Do you remember that back in the Cuban Missile Crisis, people started building bomb shelters? Do you remember that? Do you remember that? Uh, I lived in, in Attica, New York, and I know that, you know, being uh, second grade uh, when this was going on, uh, that people were talking about building bomb shelters. We had out behind our house a hill, uh, kind of a ravine, and a hill all the way around it, and, and we had a cave in there. I, listen, I was a little kid, and I was, I was two years old, but I remember this cave... And it was perfectly, it was dug back into the hills. We didn't do it. Um, but it, it was, the, the, stones, the stones were perfectly cut, and there was, there was ceiling and, and roof to the whole thing. To me, it must have gone back 200 feet. Actually, in all reality, if I ever went back there today, it probably went back about 40 feet. I don't know what this was originally. It could have been, could have been a wine cellar. Um, it could have been a hard cider cellar. Um, it could have been any number of things, but this thing was really built. It probably had 20 feet of earth on top of it. Um, that was uh, supposedly our bomb shelter. <laughs> I don't know, but that's what we had. I remember, and, and maybe some of you do too, that in school um, we would have bomb drills during that time. Uh, the, the signal would go off over the PA system and we'd climb underneath our desks. Yeah, for a nuclear... Yeah. I guess that was just a good place to get fried. I, I don't know, but... You know, when you think about it, wow, I guess maybe we didn't know a whole lot about what nuclear weapons could do. But, but that's what we did. We, we could hide under our desks. 
it was, it was a, a means of, of trying to protect ourselves because someone had warned us about the things that could possibly happen. You see, um, it was tense. There was a tense time back then. And, but here's the thing, guys. When you're dealing with God, <laughs> bomb shelters don't do you no good. They don't. When you're dealing with God, when you're dealing with the God who created the heavens and the earth, you're going to face him. And there is nothing you can do on this green earth, nothing you can do in this universe that's going to stop the day that you're going to meet God. And you're going to do it. You're going to do it. Ain't no bomb shelter. It's going to help you out. See, guys, the world is changing around us. I mean, it, it is, that's just not a saying like it's always been. I'm not, you know, this isn't all in the family with Archie Bunker and, and the way Archie used to be and all of this. No, guys, this world's changing. And it isn't changing for the better. It's not. And, and, and I'm going to be honest with you. This prophecy series that, that I've been doing, without a doubt has been the most difficult topic I've ever had to deal with. It's not easy. It's not easy. Why? There's a lot of studying? No, no. Guys, no matter what, what sermon preparation there is out there, there's, there's studying involved. There's time involved in this. Why is it difficult? Because it's difficult to watch what's happening in the world. It's difficult to see what is actually coming, and realizing that God's judgment is coming. God's judgment is, is coming. And there's so many people that could care less. They honestly could care less. And, and don't take this wrong, but if you go back in, into Scripture and, and you read the prophets, and, and, you, and you look at them, and, and those prophets of old, the people didn't pay any attention to them either. Either, And believe me, I'm not putting myself on any level with, with any kind of prophet that is, that is in Scripture. Please. But you, but you realize that as they got up and, and they talked to the people of, of Israel and Judah and they told them about the things that were to come, what happened to them? They killed them. They ignored them. Jesus referred to that. Look at the prophets that, 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 you, that you killed. Those that, that you just you pushed them away. So I didn't listen to them. And folks, I, I'll tell you something. This country, this country is looking at judgment. We're looking at judgment. We're looking at judgment because of what we have become. Because of who we are. And you say, well, why aren't other countries looking at judgment? Because they weren't founded on God. And they didn't have a special place with God. We were founded with God. We were founded because of God. He blessed us over and over and over, the richest country in the world. Why? Because we walked with God, and now we walk with him no more.
judgment is coming. He's not going to put up with it. I, I, I tell you, he put a shot across our bow on 9-11. He did it. Looking for repentance, and it hasn't happened. And we're worse than what we've ever been. We're worse. There was never any repentance. I don't know who I was talking to the other day when we were talking about 9-11. And we said, two weeks, two weeks, people came back to church. And then it was over. And they went back to their lives and back to doing the things that, that they wanted to, they've always wanted to do. You know, when I say that this is difficult, I'm not kidding you. I, I had planned this week to preach about something different. I, it was almost like I wanted to take a break. I, I wanted to preach about just how much God loves us. And he does. And please don't think that, that in all of this that we're talking about and we're talking about judgments that God doesn't love you because he does. He's never stopped loving you. But then something happened this week and, and I, and I got to be, I got to tell you, that it just, it just set me back. It just, it, I went, man, there's just no getting away from this. And, and there isn't. It was unexpected. And, and, and it, yeah, I heard people say that this kind of a thing could happen, and, and now it has. And now it has. Actually, two things. As I was sitting here this, this morning, I, I'm thinking about what I was going to say, but, but there was something else that happened this week. And I, and I told you right in the very beginning of this series, guys, when you want to know what's happening with prophecy, when you want to know where we are in regards to the tribulation period, don't look here. Look at Israel. You look there. And, and just, just this week, I, I read that, that the European Union is going to bring sanctions against Israel until Israel will, will split that country and give half of it to the Palestinians. They're going to they're gonna make life tough on them. They're going to tax them. They're going to bring sanctions against them because, of course, they're like any other country and they, they need trade. And that was bad enough, the European Union. Good grief. I mean, they won't even let Israel into the European Union in the first place. But then I read about the, the United Nations. And the United Nations wants to band together. And they're looking, they've got, they've got seven out of nine votes to bring this thing to a, to a vote in the United Nations to, to go against Israel until they split the nation and give half of it to the Palestinians. Guys, open scripture. Open at any, any place that talks about, about God giving the land to Israel. Time and time and time again, God said, this land is your land and it will be for generations forever. All the generations to come. And now you've got the world, including this one, this country, wanting to... Uh, the whole world's against Israel. The whole world, world, not just everybody else and we stand with them. No, the whole world. That's bad enough. That's, that's, guys, how long will God let that stand? Hmm, not long. 
I don't think so. But then, but then, this week also, Christ's church has been attacked. Oh, it's been attacked all right. It was attacked in Houston. It was attacked there. Stupid, stupid thing. It's attacked over the position that the churches took on a bathroom bill, if nothing else, a bathroom bill, which, allowed, which the city passed to allow men to use women's public restrooms and vice versa. And depending on what gender you felt like that day. Wow, we're nuts. We're nuts. But, what the church did, they put together a petition. You needed 17,000 votes, or 17,000 signatures to bring it to a vote. People will vote on this. They sent back a petition with 50,000 signatures on it, and the city threw it out. Because there was, I didn't think something was quite right. So the city passed it without the approval of the people. And, and now, now, <laughs> the pastors of the churches who stood up against it are having their sermons subpoenaed along with any other communications regarding that subject. Sermons are being subpoenaed. And while they're at it, if they have any sermons that are against the gay lifestyle, those are being subpoenaed too. I, I, I'm <laughs> if they can just shut the church up, if they can just shut it up, then they can live in darkness all they want. I don't know what happened to the First Amendment there. I, I'm not sure. Somehow the Constitution, if you'll notice, the Constitution keeps getting pushed to the side here. But we're, we're living in a country of, of rules. And, and all of a sudden, the ones that don't have, that, that where the, the First Amendment doesn't matter to, is to Christians. Do we expect our government to lead us spiritually in, in the world on decisions? The government? What about the church? Isn't that the job of the church? I, I'll tell you. When it comes down to an election of, of one person against another, I'm not going to stand up here and tell you who to vote for. But when it comes down to bills and things, yeah, I think we do. I don't think the church is supposed to be silenced in this. But the thing is, is that, this, that their sermons are being subpoenaed. The, 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 the mayor wants to look at them. Yeah, she's a real expert. She wants to be able to go over them. Guys, I think that this is, this is just the tip of the iceberg here. I think it's the tip of the iceberg. And I think that the churches, for the churches, just like this country had it happen, I think the churches, this is a shot right across the bow. What are you going to do about it? Are you going to fight it? Or are we going to be like, like Christians and sit back and do nothing about it? You see, the churches are either going to knuckle under or they're, or they're going to and comply or they're going to speak up. Wow. Subpoenaing sermons. You see, this is why so many churches will tickle your ears. This is why. This is why this happens. Look back in your Bibles at uh, verses 3 and 4. 2 Timothy 4, 
3 and 4. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. Guys, um, I want you to understand something. We're not speaking about the teachers in this. We're talking about the people, what the people will listen to. Now, we're talking about tickling ears here. People will travel from, from church to church to church until they can find one that is not going to offend them. And if they don't offend them, great. We found a home. Here we are. We can stay here. And, and churches, because they don't want to offend people, won't preach the truth. They won't preach it. And because they won't preach the, tr- preach the truth and because they don't want to uh, offend their people, they're going to lead their people straight to hell. It's where they're going. Because they never heard the truth. They hear stuff like, Hey, if you're happy, God's happy. That's, I, 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 I'll tell you now, that's a lie. Because people are happy in their sin. And if you don't tell them what their sin is, guess what? When they're happy in their sin, God's not happy. He's not. Tickling ears. Tickling those ears. Flip over in your Bible to John 12. John 12. Um, Where am I? 46. John 12, 46. I got time. John 12, 46. Where it says, Jesus says this. I have come as a light into the world that whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. And if anyone hears my words and does not believe, I do not judge him. For I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. He who rejects me and does not receive my words has... That which judges him, the word that I have spoken, will judge him in the last days. Listen. Jesus walked this earth. When he walked this earth, and, and he, would, he would come up against... I, the, the, best, the best story on this was, was the woman that was dragged into the temple saying, and, and they brought her in naked and they stood her before Jesus and they said, This woman was caught in the act of adultery. The guy never got brought in, incidentally, okay? Just her. And, and that was where Jesus said, let he who hath no sin cast the first stone. You, you remember, remember this story. And, and it was such an awesome story because Jesus, he sat there and he he was writing in the sand and, and, and he said, let, let he who hath no sin cast the first stone. And he looks up. There she is standing right, right in front of him. 
um, in her birthday suit, I would assume. And Jesus says, where's your accusers? They were gone. And Jesus said, I don't, I don't judge you. I don't judge you. Or, you know, go, go. I don't, I don't judge. But don't sin anymore. Listen. When Jesus walked this earth, we were, or, or he did not judge people. It doesn't give the church any right to come along after him and say, well, Jesus didn't judge us, judge the people, but we will. That's not what he asked us to do. He said, don't judge. Now, it, it doesn't say we accept the sin. It doesn't say that. And do we point out the sin? Yes, we point out the sin. But guys, I can't, I can't condemn anybody to hell. I, I can't judge somebody. I can't do that. Judgment is coming. It's not for me to judge. Judgment is coming. Is it my job to say, guys, this country's in a real mess. This country needs to repent of its sin. Yep, that I can do. But I don't say, listen, I don't like your lifestyle. I don't like your lifestyle. And what you need to do is get up and get out of here because I don't, I don't believe in what, you're, what you are is in your life. That's judging. You don't do that. What we do is we open the doors and we say, listen, you're a sinner. I'm a sinner. I'm saved by grace and I want you to be saved by grace. The grace of Jesus Christ. I want you to be saved through that. Nobody ever is going to change anything. This country will never change. Never change. Except through Christ. And Christ alone. Not through me. And, and you see, Jesus said here in the, in the scripture, and it's so beautiful. He says, I didn't come to judge the world. I came to save the world. But verse 48, put it right where it belongs. And he said, listen, you got my word. And if you don't believe in my word, then you'll be judged by what you don't believe in. You'll be judged. You see, do you remember the, the, the oil commercial? Motor oil commercial? Wasn't that what it was? They used to say, pay me now or pay me later. Remember that one? Remember that? You can use this oil now and it'll, it'll do a great job on your engine. Or you can just pay the mechanic and have, you know, it'll cost you two bucks for this or, or a thousand bucks to get your engine fixed. Pay me now. Pay me later. Jesus said, believe in my word now. If you choose not to believe in it, you're going to be judged by it later. You'll be judged by it later. You see, Scripture says that God's word is sharper than any two-edged sword. In other words, guys, you don't throw parts of the Bible away because you don't agree with it. You pick it up, you read it, you understand it, and get this, it hurts. There's things in there that hurt. Pay me now, pay me later. You want to ignore it? 
You're going to be judged by it later. Not on this earth. But when Jesus Christ comes in judgment, that's where you're going to, you're going to pay him later. You're going to be judged by this. You're going to face the word now or you're going to be judged by it later. You don't get away from it. We like to tell people, listen, you've got a choice. You can, you can believe in God or, or you don't believe in God. That's your choice. That's true. But it doesn't stop the time that you're going to be judged for the decisions that you make on this earth. That's the truth. That's the truth. I'm not going to tickle your ears. I'm not. Your church or your church, your choice to walk away from God's word is a temporary choice. It's a temporary choice. And here's one more scripture that I want to share with you. And it's one that I want you to walk with. It's one that I want you to understand. It's one I want you to hold it close to your heart. And that's over in Matthew, and we've read this one so many times before, but it's Matthew 28 in verses 19 and 20. And it all means, means so much. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things. You need to teach them, guys. Teach them. That I have commanded you. And, and guys, here, here is, here's the catcher on this one. Here's the catcher. After he tells them all this, what he wants them to do, and then he says, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. There's a promise that you don't want to let go of. There's a promise that you need to keep in your heart. There's a promise that as we look into, into all the things that are happening in this world, you know, who knows what's, honestly, who knows what's going to happen to the church? This is just, this is the first step. This is the tip of the iceberg of what could happen to the church. But if something does happen, and, and if we are silenced in, in one way or another, I don't know. But lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. He can silence us. We can be silenced. But they don't silence Christ. And they don't keep him from walking with us. That's a promise, guys, that you can take to the bank. It's one to remember in all that we're going through, in all that we're seeing in in the world today. Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. There's no time limit on that. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. I, I, guess, I guess there is no getting away from, from what is happening around us. But Father, to remember that in all that we go through, that you're here, that you're with us. You're, you're not cutting and running. You are the God who said, all of these things must happen. Don't let it bother you. These things have to happen. And Lord, we can look at this and say we're excited. We're excited to see what you're going to do next. We're excited to see Scripture come, come alive, to be able to see all of this happening in our lifetime. 
and to put our full faith and our full trust in you. Lord, thank you. Thank you for these opportunities that you're giving us. Thank you for the chance to be able to touch a heart in the name of Jesus Christ. That hearts would be changed, lives would be changed. Lord, thank you. Thank you for being our God. Father, be with each and every one of us this day. And, and the weeks ahead, as we see things happen, Lord, be with us. And we pray this in your most precious name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Trinity Now podcast. For more information about Trinity Church, please visit us online at trinitychurchnow.com. We hope today's sermon has touched your heart, and we hope you will join us next week for another message from God's Word.